Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Oh Shoot. So much Such an exciting episode planned for you guys today. But before we jump into all of this great content, I want to ask each and every one of you to go to Apple Podcasts, even if you aren't listening on the Apple Podcasts app. Go to the Apple Podcasts app, find Oshu, and leave me a five-star review. If you like this podcast, don't do it if you don't like it. But I would seriously love to hear your guys' thoughts on the podcast. And honestly, it would help my podcast so much with rankings and just getting more exposure so I can help more photographers grow in their business. So please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave me a review. Now on to the episode. All right, everyone. So today I am joined by Sarah and Brent, who offer super cool photo and video services. So I am going to let Sarah and Brent introduce themselves. Um, Yeah. So guys, take it away. Awesome. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. We're Sarah and Brent. We're a photo video duo based in Southern California, San Diego specifically. And um, we travel, you know, all over California and we try to travel anywhere we can. Um, And yeah, we love we love couples and Mm -hmm. just the whole union of marriage. And that's a, a really big, you know, focus that we put on everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so how did you guys kind of start as a photo and video team? Like take, take me back to like where it all began. It's <laughs> uh, kind of a long story. I would say long time coming. Yeah. Um, Sarah and I both kind of have a creative background. We actually met in theater years ago. So we were in a, in a show together we, we have done I don't know. We just like artistic expression. So mm-hmm. we both have, have done music. We've done acting, things like that. And um, Sarah in particular has always loved photos, uh, taking photos. She was always a little girl running around just taking photos of random stuff. Even <laughs> flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, coincidentally, I when I was like end of high school, early college, I worked at Best Buy and I I got stuck in the like camera section. So, and I, at that point I had no passion for it or anything. And I, so I just learned about like cameras and like the mechanics of them and things like that. Um, but yeah, when we started dating, because we were in the theater realm, people were asking us for, or asking her, I should say for like headshots and for, um, you know, senior portraits, things like mm-hmm. that. And so I started to kind of go with her on sessions and it kind of just blossomed and evolved from there. We, we got asked, I think, at one point to do like a, an engagement session or something, Some something along the lines. Some of gotten engaged. And... Yeah, yeah. And I think we just both fell in love with working with couples. We just yeah. really loved that. And uh, mm-hmm. we decided to turn it into a business. So, yeah, yeah. It was like an organic transition yeah. from everything to like being like, wait, we really like couples. <laughs> like, yeah. We just feel like they're in the same season of life as we are. We mm-hmm. have more you know, to connect with them on. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so we just started focusing on going that route. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. So at what point was it like, 
okay, we are going to do photo and video and offer this as a team together. Like, it sounds like you guys Uh, were working together a little bit, but what was like the official moment that was like, you know, the, the birth of it, you know what I mean? For photo and video together, it was actually our wedding. Um, when we were planning our own wedding, we were just interested in photo. I mean, I think there was interest in video also, but we were like, well, our budget and, you know, having both artistic people there, it's probably smarter to just do photo. Mm -hmm. Um, and towards the end of the, uh, planning process, we were like, well, let's do it. Let's get video. You know, this this is our one day, like, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Um, and our video makes me cry every time I watch it. It is the most amazing thing. Yeah. And we didn't even spend a fortune on it. And it just meant the yeah. world it to was, me yeah. and to us. Yeah. yeah. I think it was it was meant to be because it was, yeah, it was something that we initially weren't uh, thinking that we would do. And then uh, as we had discussions on it and family had their input and stuff, they're like, I think you'll really like it. And so we were like, I don't know, at this point, we might not find anybody. And so we got really blessed in that we found somebody who uh, didn't break the bank, but was, you know, very uh, skillful in their craft. Was available. And, and was available yeah, at a last, at a last, <laughs> at a last minute, minute date, really. Honestly. I th- yeah, I think we yeah. booked them only a, a couple months, months yeah. before the wedding. So okay. yeah thing and then afterwards yeah like sarah said it's just it it's i mean don't get me wrong we love our photos the, our photographer did a, ph- a phenomenal job but yeah. it's also it, the video adds a new layer that is really right. cool so okay yeah. wow that's awesome i've always um i personally didn't do a wedding video and i always kind of regretted it a little bit only because like pictures can capture like obviously so much emotion, but like the actual movement aspect of a video is just like unmatched. So I really love that you guys put an emphasis on both of those things because they're both like so crucial. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree. We had family come in from Italy and we didn't get like photos of them, like because they weren't in the wedding party or anything like that. But like when everybody's in the video, you just get to see so much more of like how the day like felt more so right. than like photos which is like capturing just the beauty of things you know mm-hmm. right and I feel yeah. like it almost like brings it to life better um just yeah. because of that um movement aspect of it you know being a video so yeah that's totally yeah. I'm here for that I love it <laughs> so um I guess why did you guys um I I not why did you decide but like what are the benefits to like offering both of those things like what are the obvious reasons that you guys kind of offer both I mean I just I'm so fascinated by it because I don't (laughs) obviously offer that but um I think it's awesome so yeah yeah Yeah. I mean one of the things for and it worked for us too was that people book video I feel like um not as far out And so it's one of those things where it's you, if you have available dates and you're like, oh, well, I didn't get so many bookings in, you know, March that I wanted to having an extra thing to be like, oh, well, I can, I can take on this many videos in March and they might not even book me till December. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It just, um, it adds an extra layer of being able to be booked. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's again it's twofold from the artistic creative standpoint it's a whole other uh craft really i mean some bleed over obviously just with some of the equipment we use Mm -hmm. um and all that but 
just the editing process even and like you know putting together a timeline and all that it's kind of fun to really do that so it it's fun to be able to offer that to people to people but also from like a business standpoint to have a cast a wider net you know yeah. of, of you know options for couples out there you know some people only want video or some people only want photos or now you know a lot of the times they want both and to be able yeah. to offer any array of those you know combinations is is mm -hmm. uh beneficial from a business standpoint yeah. so um, okay yeah. okay that's also what i was thinking i i was thinking like you're also able to offer more than just the average photographer which you yeah. know is just like you said like casting your net wider um so out of the two of you like who does the video who does the photo like how does it work yeah so um typically i mean we both can do both and sometimes there is a crossover but typically usually going into a wedding day sarah will usually main photos and then i'll main the video uh, as far as the capturing of the video for the day and then so, depending how big the wedding is we'll bring in a second photographer yeah. to work with me okay. or a second videographer to work with him mm -hmm. depending on what the, yeah the priorities are of the day right. yeah okay exactly Wow. That's awesome. I, yeah, I figured that you guys had like specific roles or like a default, but, yeah, um, yeah. so, um, as far as like your ideal client, because I stalked your guys' Instagram, obviously. <laughs> um, and I noticed just a lot of the work that you do, like, it seems like you're attracting this client that like, I don't know, like the client that everyone wants, you know, like the well, ones that, that value, um, creativity and just giving you your, your creative freedom and stuff. So how do you guys find that you attract those clients? Like what are your ways of attracting them? I honestly yeah. don't know. I mean, we have <laughs> amazing clients. Like our yeah. clients are just the sweetest people in the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. I absolutely mm -hmm. love them. But yeah. I think we just try to stick with like what we know mm -hmm. and okay. hope that people connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely about, I mean, our, our marketing strategy, so to speak, is really trying our best to, you know, always present our personal why and to connect with people and couples. And I think a lot of people um, have reached out to us and said like, oh, I feel like I know you guys already, or I feel so comfortable because I, you know, I, I feel like I know what I'm getting type thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. we, Sarah and I are just super honest when it comes to uh, conducting our business and conducting our lives. So um, when we even, you know, intro are introduced to a new prospective client, we go through everything with them as far as, you know, um, expectations and then like how we kind of operate and just make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, we put them first. I mean, it's their, their wedding day. Right. And, and yeah, we always say, you know, what we we are, you know, the professionals, so to speak, and we will always give you our honest opinion based on what we're seeing. But ultimately, it is about you guys. And so we value that. And, you know, we would love to be a part of your day type thing. And usually mm -hmm. that that gets a really good response Positive back, response. I think. And, and people yeah. appreciate that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah absolutely. That um, that mindset of like valuing the client is something that I also try to implement. And I think that just contributes largely to client experience, you know, yes. like give, giving your clients the experience to where they feel valued and they feel like they're almost like the only client that you have, yes. which makes them want to go and refer you to 
thousands of their friends who are just like them. And, you know, that like it all starts with that one client who has a good experience with you. And then it kind of just like grows exponentially. Um, yeah. So do you feel like there was a point, like maybe when you first started where you weren't booking the ideal shoots or the ideal weddings that you had hoped? I'm sure there was. (laughs) Um, I think think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of have maneuvered from doing like very traditional weddings to a little bit more of like, we kind of balance both now, like we'll do traditional weddings. um, But we also really like to be adventurous and, Mm -hmm. and do intimate weddings and really be a part of like the, the nitty and gritty of the day, like the emotions Mm -hmm. and like, um, so I think that has been a transition for us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, way back when it was just Mm -hmm. kind of like big weddings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There were definitely growing periods, I would say. And even Mm -hmm. still we go through them, like she mentioned it, you know, as we transition even to hit a different target market or, you know, rebrand a little bit or, or whatever. Um, I think it definitely takes a little bit of time to find your groove a little bit and to really seep into the market that you're trying to get into. Yeah. So yeah, when we started a few years back or whatever, I think we were definitely um, more of the mindset. We'll just take anything that comes (laughs) type Mm -hmm. thing, you know, and just like, okay, you know, and we were more like, just trying to compete in that way of like being always accessible, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now we're at a position where we don't necessarily have to be that way, which yeah. is, which is nice. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So with, um, the competition that you guys face, like, you know, there's a- other photo and video teams, there's other like elopement style photographers or videographers who specialize in just that. So how do you guys handle that sort of competition or like, how do you, stand out like I know you guys said that you're really into like client experience and just making the day about them but like what are some like ways that you find that you know make you stand out I don't know yeah well Brent and I kind of came from a theater world um and that's like a huge competition just kind of everybody is always competing with everybody Mm -hmm. so I I don't want to say we're used to it but I think we've kind of in our head always had like that mentality where it's like, you don't have to be perfect for everybody. You know, you have to be the right fit for like 30 to 40 couples, um, a year. And with how many people get married, that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't, we don't try to look at it as like a competition thing. Like there's enough brides out there for everybody. Uh, We just try to attract the people that, you know, we can serve the best. Right. Yeah, that's definitely like a huge difference in looking at it too. Like if you don't view other photographers or videographers as competition, it'll, you know, it just helps create that community. Like I'm sure there's tons of photographers and videographers in Southern California and it's just, you know, there's plenty to go around. So you just have to find the right people to work with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not about like, like you said, comparing ourselves to other people or other, you know, brands, but more so just like I being able to be self-reflective and figure out what makes us unique, what makes us different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and that's going to speak to different people, you know, that are getting married. Right. Yeah. And something that I try to do within my business is like not even look at other people's businesses, but literally like that self-reflection, like you're saying of 
how can I grow my business to serve my client better? Like that's all that matters. Like I'm not worrying about my neighbor who just offers albums and they're great albums. Like that's fine. Like you do that, but like, how can I serve my audience better? Um, yeah, it's kind of like putting those blinders on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard. It can be hard at times yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just have to mm-hmm. kind of reset and realize that that's pretty much there's so many industries out there that everything's saturated. Like, yeah. so it doesn't matter what you're going to do. You're always going to probably have competition. So yeah. might as well mm-hmm. focus on yeah. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And just embrace it. Exactly. <laughs> and I think understanding like that things happen in seasons is really important too. that. Like, yeah. There are times that you're in your busy season or what people would say there is their busy season where they're constantly, you know, every weekend they have weddings and they're getting, you know, backlogged with the amount of editing they have to do and all this stuff. Right. Um, And then we have our quote unquote slow seasons, but being able to understand that things happen in waves, you're able to still stay productive. So even in your slow season, um, maybe that's when you're doing more of your, you're updating your marketing. Maybe you're running, you're trying new ad campaigns. You're doing, I mean, whatever you're doing or whatever, but you know, there's always a way to move forward with your business, regardless of which season that you're in. Um, so either you're busy and that's great. You're, you're making money, you're photographing, or, you know, you're putting the effort into redesigning your website or, I mean, right. whatever it is, you know? So mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it's your mentality too, as far as like, competing or whatever there's always uh, you know opportunities out there yes amen i just amen (laughs) praise hands right now (laughs) Um, so i kind of want to transition for the last half of this episode um i know that you guys offer like seo consultations is that what you call them like consults yeah yeah like one-on-one consults yeah okay Yeah. yeah So I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because personally, as just an average photographer, I feel like I just don't know much about SEO and it's like so important. Like so many people book from SEO and I'm jealous and I'm like, okay, let's (laughs) talk about how SEO works and kind of like anyone that's listening, how they can start to implement some SEO things that'll, you know, help them in the long run because SEO truly is like a long run thing. Yeah. Um, it's not like an Instagram post that lasts a day or so. So very long intro all to say, what is SEO? Like, how does it affect your visibility as a photographer or a videographer? Yeah, absolutely. Well, SEO, I'm sure most already know, but if not, what it means is search engine optimization. Uh, essentially when you're, when you're working on your SEO, you're trying to climb the ladder, uh, in your search results for a specific keyword or keywords. Um, it's basically a way of ranking on Google's platform. So if we were to kind of think of Google, because Google by itself is not, uh, doesn't provide any information. It is, all it does is it indexes everything. It's basically like a big virtual library. So if you were to imagine you were going to walk into a library and you were going to look for something, the little search bar in Google would be like walking up to the librarian and asking the librarian, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, a book on photography and they go, great, follow me. And they take you over to the section in the library. That's all about photography books. Um, and everything there is going to be relevant, which is important for SEO relevancy, but, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's everything that's relevant to your keyword in this case or analogy would be photography. Um, and then there are, 
the implementation of SEO tools and tactics is to be the first recommended book that the librarian says like, hey, this one's really popular, look at this, yeah. right? So that's essentially like an illustration of what the purpose is or how SEO is useful. Mm -hmm. um, really, I think SEO comes down to um, relatability, uh, or sorry, not relatability, excuse me, um, relevancy. Okay. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure that like we're not muddling our content. So if we have a if on our website, <clears throat> excuse me, as an example, if on our website we're trying to you know put out that we're photographers, wedding photographers, and we want to rank as a wedding photographer, but we have photos of family photos and we have newborn photos and there's maternity and like all these other keywords, um, Google has a harder time indexing indexing you because they doesn't know well what are they yeah right what keyword are they are they trying to rank for so relevancy is huge being able to hyper focus on one specific thing um sarah and i actually have two different websites one for uh elopements and then one for traditional weddings for that purpose oh okay yeah and that which didn't start that way by the way so if you're if you don't or if you're not in that position that's totally fine we that we that's a newer thing but yeah. um for an seo like optimal result being able to hyper focus what you're trying to rank for is going to help you in the long run uh but the mm -hmm. second thing i think that's a, that's huge is uh building authority in google's eyes and there's many ways that you do that essentially but um I would say first off content is king is the is the general rule so really it's what you're writing about um, mm -hmm. whether that's in your copyright for your website or if it's through your blogs blogging is amazing so um yeah so content is king making sure that it's useful right um that it's that it's content that retain retains your audience so that they're staying longer viewing it right gives you more mm -hmm. credibility um long-term like uh google likes to see um just the age of the content so okay. that's that's kind of the beauty of seo is that uh like you mentioned earlier with instagram or social media platforms you have the highest chance of engagement usually right at the beginning mm -hmm. and then it starts to die off whereas with seo you it's the reverse so it starts yeah. off really small but then over time if left untouched if you've built it properly and it's left untouched it will actually grow over time so yeah, that's kind of okay. the it. cool it's like wine or like cheese or something <laughs> <laughs> exactly. i like your thinking yes it's exactly <laughs> yeah okay cool that's that was such a good summary the librarian thing i've never heard it like that um but that makes complete sense um yeah ranking for keywords is so so crazy to think about but um it's cool that there's like actual like strategies and stuff to like help you get there. Like you guys have two separate websites. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing that, um, but you know, it's working. So yeah, good, good <laughs> on you. Um, so I guess like kind of to expand on how you guys use SEO, like in your business, what are some ways that you personally use it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we blog, but we mm -hmm. should be blogging more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the, the phrase of the century, honestly. I know, right? Seriously. Um, but we actually have been focusing a lot more on our websites. Um, mm -hmm. And that is one of the reasons that 
we decided to make two of them um, and really focus, like hyper-focus on what we wanted to rank for. Uh, Brent is kind of our SEO expert. <laughs> He's a lot, a lot better than me. Um, but we partnered with a website designer and she walked us through our website and how we could improve all of the optimiz- optimization for mm-hmm. our website. Um, and it was just like super eye-opening. Yeah. Um, and so now that we know that we will Im- implement all of those going mm-hmm. forward on both of our websites. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. What are like some of the techniques, I guess the other photographers can use to improve or optimize their SEO, like a beginner or someone who's like more advanced, like what are some of those ways that you can, you know, optimize? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, a few things right off the bat is just looking at your website, starting at your website and figuring out like how, is it optimized? I guess is the question. Like it, like, is it set up from a, from a functionality standpoint, is it set up right where you're not causing, um, you know, broken links to things or slow load times, uh, things like that, because all of those actually do in an indirectly impact our SEO. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, SEO really comes down to relevancy and authority. Authority is lost if your bounce rate is too high, or if people aren't, like if your uh, duration uh, uh, that people are staying and viewing your content is low. So making sure that we really find a nice balance of offering written content copyright that is long enough where Google's bots can identify what the site is about, but also Mm -hmm. short enough that is aesthetically pleasing to a real life user to where they enjoy the the experience of your website um which can be difficult to do it definitely takes times and we've done we've uh gone through a few iterations of our websites you know as far as layouts and all that kind of stuff just seeing what works or what doesn't work so i think approaching seo from a long point like mentally or you know a long game is going to help um i would say definitely getting uh even if you have some seo knowledge as far as like you know, writing alt text for your images, Mm -hmm. you know, properly using, you know, headings versus paragraphs, you know, the different text properties and all that kind of stuff. It's still good to get somebody else, get fresh eyes to look at your site and to give insight or point out things that maybe you didn't see or like, hey, you know, whatever. I think a huge thing that people could do if you haven't already would be to just get input from people that you trust, you know, you could give them guiding questions too, just like a list of like, hey, I want you to um, go on my site and I want the end goal to be that you um, inquire with me, right? But I want you to record like how long it takes you to do that and how many links did you have to click before you were able to put in my inquiry, right? Things like that where you start to start, you start to see input from other people like, oh, you know what? It was a little bit confusing. I didn't know how to get to X, Y, Z, you know, it can really shed light on the design and just the overall user experience, which, uh, as you improve that, you'll improve your SEO. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. The hard thing with SEO is that there's so many ways to improve it. And there's mm-hmm. so many, um, factors that go into it, like backlinks when you try to get, um, 
you know, mm -hmm. it into other people's websites so that when they click on their website and it, you know, if it has your photo on it and your credit, then they click that and it goes to your website. All of your backlinks are important. Blogging is important and mm -hmm. making sure that your blogs retain people and get people over to your site to even look at your stuff. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, it's a whole game. Right. Yeah. It honestly yeah, does. It, it sounds like a, like some sort of puzzle. Um, so when you guys are blogging, yeah. <laughs> what are the types of things that you're blogging about? Cause obviously it's not just photos cause Google doesn't really register photos with words. So like what, what are yeah. those things that you're putting on your blog? Yeah. So for, um, traditional weddings, we try to have a lot of like tips. Like we try to think through what would someone be searching if they're planning their wedding day? Are they searching for, you know, what's the best time of year to get married? And if so, like, what was your, you know, your, a wedding that you could use photos for that blog. That was a beautiful time of year to get married and then put five, seven, whatever, how many tips you want to use or how many reasons to get married between this month and this month or, or the month of this, you try to have to think about it. Like your client would be searching it. Mm -hmm. And then okay. for elopements, we do a lot of, um, like locations, like why to elope here or why yeah. to, you know, consider eloping in the winter, you know, mm -hmm. um, just a, a lot of trying to place your mind where your client's mind would be. Yeah. A lot of it is for blogs. A lot of it is just, I guess would be educational essentially yeah. just yeah. really trying to through what would couples like to know or like or what could i shed light on that maybe they had no idea they needed to know about right like yeah. uh we run across a lot for elopements when they're like oh we want to elope in yosemite and we're like great but just know this is kind of the travel distance between these two places and like here like you do need a permit this and here's the, the right exactly <laughs> it's just like it's giving a bunch of free information that is that they could find somewhere else some of it anyway but a lot of it is from our own just experience too so definitely mm -hmm. that's a great place to start for anybody um if you've shot at a wedding venue um that you really love you know blog about it and talk about you know what it was like working there what they could expect what the staff was like what the experience is like maybe tips as far as hey i would you know maybe plan around xyz you know mm -hmm. and then um you know you might find that other photographers or people haven't even blogged about that venue and then all of a sudden you're, you're gonna you're gonna rank easier <laughs> yeah. because because yeah it's, they're not keywords that um have much competition in them so right. um we don't always have to go for keywords that have high, high search volume. Um, obviously the pros and cons there, if a, a super high search volume is great, only if you can compete, but the higher the search volume, the harder the competition. So sometimes it's more about just kind of thinking through of your sessions that you've done or whatever of like, what would be like a more of a hidden gem that you know, only maybe some people are going to search, but if they do, I'm the first person they're going to see, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense. I wrote this blog. Um, I think it was about two years ago and it was unique wedding venues in my city. Um, I, I was, yeah. you know, my mind was like thinking a little bit about SEO, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw it out there and try it. That blog, like I've booked weddings from it. Like people find me like, it is like insane on Google. And it, I'm like, you know, like you said, little hidden gem. 
I wasn't really thinking about it, but if you're intentionally thinking in that way, like imagine how much more you can do if you're actually thinking about SEO. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, and something else with blogging that I feel like is really awesome is just the fact that you kind of establish yourself as an authority. Um, so if I was looking to elope in Yosemite and I saw your blog about when the roads are closed, I would be like, Oh, they've been there. They've shot there. They know what's going on. I'm going to book them because they have experience. Um, and so I think that's just another great reason that you should be blogging like a thousand percent. Yes, yeah. definitely. It helps with everything as far as like from a, from a Google SEO standpoint, um, authority uh, from in their eyes right because blogs count as content for you so you actually mm -hmm. get each blog adds that many more words that google attributes to you right the more content you have could simply be what separates you in, in a ranking from somebody else right so if right. we're both talking about yosemite but you have you know a thousand words on it and we have three thousand words on it google unbiasedly because they, they're not reading it for quality necessarily unbiasedly can go oh this person probably knows more so right. it's just a weird thing so it builds authority or uh, authority that way but like you mentioned it builds authority in the minds of our real like users real couples that might be reading that and exactly come to that same conclusion of like oh they probably have been there they you know i trust them you know that type of thing and it really um blogging helps to to take people from being like kind of cold traffic to naturally making them warm traffic without us even having to like really advertise to them or talk to them, right. which is great. So that way, when we get on the phone, that's why I mentioned earlier, part of that is through our, our SEO strategies, if you will, is that people are like, oh, I feel like I know you, right? They've, they've heard our voice, so to speak, through our writing, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you don't have to make it... Um, like super analytical or, or, you know, whatever it's, it's really writing from your own voice and making it unique to you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So as far as blogging goes, like how often do you guys suggest blogging and like how many words, like, I know this feels very specific, but like, I feel like uh, it sounds like that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the best answer would be as, as frequently as you are able yeah. As far as being able to put out quality content, okay. obviously, like I mentioned earlier too, we're all in different seasons. Like we had, like, we know for May, May for us was insane. We had like two or three photo shoots every week, you know, it was like crazy. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, during times like that, we're not blogging. It's just, it's just okay. kind of the reality of it. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on like where you're at. If you're, if you have been doing photography for a while and you have a lot of content uh, as far as like photos in your inventory, um, you have a great opportunity to, cause you have a lot of content that you could use, you know, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. If you're just starting, maybe it's going to take a little bit longer because you have to also accompany it with the photos or like it obviously would work best. For instance, I know we keep using the example, but like Yosemite, for instance, if you're writing a blog about Yosemite, you'd probably want photos from Yosemite. So if you yeah. don't have that, you know, you're obviously somewhat limited, but, um, you know, taking the time to find the keywords that you want to try to rank for can take time. So really it's, it's hard to like definitively say, um, okay. I mean, we always aim for like, one to two a month if we okay. can um it just depends on you know again how busy we are 
idea in an ideal world it'd be more than that but right again it just depends i mean and some of it too we do know of other photographers who do outsource that oh, and that's okay. something that you can consider if you wanted to yeah. um it just really kind of depends on for you personally wh what you want to be in control of in your workflow your experience um right. but that is a possibility as well yeah. and as far as words go um we always aim for somewhere in the range of like 1200 to 1500 words roughly for a blog okay. um yeah we don't want it like excessively long yeah uh, you know because people will get bored and not want to read it right uh, we also don't want it so short that it's not relevant or you know authority building for google so right yeah yeah yeah. And if you start to get too long, it starts to feel more just like a high school essay. And that yeah. is just not enjoyable for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're just reaching the 2000 words at this point. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's at least what I would do. I would oh, totally, yeah. 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 You would, I'd start separating the words. So it's not like can't It'd be like, can not, and then like, yeah. whatever, you know, like, <laughs> and do like those Cheat huge it. long, like, um, therefore, or like, because <laughs> of, <laughs> Right. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's giving me flashbacks to high school English. Classes. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay. So if there was like one thing, so literally one, one thing that if there's a beginner photographer or a photographer listening, one thing that can help them improve their SEO today, like if there's only one thing that they can do, that is such a tough question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I um, would say, yeah. I don't know what you would say. <laughs> I would say focus on your website, whether that means going to somebody um, to analyze your website, like pay somebody to analyze your website and tell you what you need to work on or pay somebody to create a website for, for you from scratch. Um, I think just having a website and retaining people and getting people to, to your website is ultimately your goal. Like mm -hmm. that is where you are going, where they're going to experience you. Um, and if your website is no good and then, or it takes too long to load or something like that, then, yeah. you know, you're going to lose people quick. Right. Okay, cool. I always tell yeah. my, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I always tell I like, people, oh, we, it keeps breaking up, which is so funny. So I was just going to say that when I do mentorships, I just tell like my mentees that, um, web, like a website is your place where you can kind of brag about yourself. Um, and so if you're not utilizing that space or you don't have that space even existing, like that is heavily influencing whether or not you book people. Oh yes. yeah. People want to see a website. They want to see a good website. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if Instagram and you yeah. lose all your stuff, how are you going to clients? Yeah. And your website and your SEO needs to be, mm -hmm. you know, a focus for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your website, there are, uh, there are people out there that don't really put much emphasis on their website and they, they use yeah. They're like, Oh, I try to get everything through like Instagram or whatever, Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. And that can work for a time, definitely. Uh, but just long term strategy, I don't think it, it's that it's the best practice because one for Instagram, for instance, they're always changing their algorithm, right? right. So you, 
find out what works for now and then in a few months it changes and you're like what happened you know or and now and it's it, video yeah or <laughs> and it, it is just such a super unforgiving thing it's like something that you constantly have to nurture every day like put be on on top of and don't get me wrong we utilize the tool as well but if you instead invest if you're brand new and you invest in your website and if that might mean you know paying someone to do it you know and that's i think in hindsight i kind of wish we did that because we we were kind of more of the level of we'll figure it out on our own and it, a lot of it was trial and error when we mm -hmm. first started figuring out how do we build this and what works what doesn't work all that um being able to just fast track that and get it started is going to help you in the long haul because again with everything we talked about with your website it is your biggest conversion tool uh, mm -hmm. right which is all which is the most important thing when it comes to running a business right we yeah. all enjoy the craft or hopefully we enjoy the craft of doing it but we also want to make an, a living doing it so um with your website if you just if you hyper focus on that make sure it's really optimized um is relevant you know is aesthetically pleasing for the user experience and all that um, I think it's just going to pay out in the long haul, uh, much more than if you were to invest the same amount of time in Instagram or whatever, when you're first starting. So, yeah. Right. Okay. I, I love that. Honestly, was that your answer to Brent? What's basically what Sarah said like that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, the website, like I said, is foundational. Like if I had nothing, absolutely nothing before I started, a uh like my social media strategies with all the different platforms and all that i would have a website because okay. even the blogs the blogs are attached to the website so mm -hmm. i would start with the website mm -hmm. then i would create blogs you know well you know build up my content by going in and doing shoots and if that means i have to pay to go to styled shoots and whatever to to get the content that i'm looking to get right then maybe yeah. that's what that means um but then i can start to blog about it and after I have the website put together is when I would start to build out other things like Instagram and Facebook and whatever, because everything, all of our social media points back to our website, right? right? Or, or a blog on our website, right? So yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's foundational, yeah. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Not that I'm an SEO expert, but you know, that would be my <laughs> answer too. <laughs> Here you go, you cool. got it. Um, well, I think that wraps up everything that I wanted to talk about. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Your knowledge is just blowing my brain. Oh, yay. No, thank you so yes. much for having us. It was a blast. And I'm so glad we finally got to like meet. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you everyone for listening too. Oh, my spirit shudders. To the moment, oh, to keep my sanity, the wisdom rushing in, so much clearer now, getting a little bit higher, with every step I take, I'm getting good, getting a little bit better, I'm climbing to the top, Never gonna stop my